Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 17, The Honeymoon, and 18, All Roads Lead. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What's going on, Jeff Randall? Oh, not much, sir. Did you know that it is Infinity War Week? I did. <laughs> Very much did. Oh my um, god, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's weird. I, I've had a really busy couple months with tours and this and that. This is the first week where I've kind of had a little bit of a breather. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's Infinity War week. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, so I'm uh, still trying to work on some things, but uh, been trying to rewatch a little bit. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm rewatching, I think, what are the key movies to lead to Infinity War. Like... I started Avengers 1 last night, and I've been finishing that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. in the, I'm in the final scenes of Avengers 1 right now, actually. Uh, it's, uh, Iron Man is trying to call Pepper Potts as he's uh, heading with the nuke uh, the Into portal. the portal. Yeah. yeah that, that scene is rough. It's such a breaking moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, oh, I bet something... Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to speculate. I, I mean, we, we can speculate unless you've been reading spoilers or something. Don't no, I just I think that something like that might happen in Infinity War. Oh yeah, I think so too. I don't just to I, kind of circle it back. I think someone's you know we 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 have plenty of of time to talk about this, um, and we will be doing an Infinity War um, coverage that night. But uh, yeah, there's just so much. So we've we've speculated a ton, but I, I just don't know that they're gonna take one of the big boys off the board in the first movie. Part of me thinks they have to, and then part of me thinks they're going to wait for the number the fourth one. Yeah. Someone's going to die, but I don't know if it's going to be one of our one of the original four yet. What do you think? I you know, I think it has to be at least one of the original four. Really in the first movie. Yeah, at least one toward the end. Yeah, and yeah, that, they definitely have to be in it for the most. I, I, I think someone's going to die early, and it's going to be someone that's a little bit a smaller character is going to die early, and then it's possible someone will die later in the movie, but I just don't know yet. I think that uh, that somebody important to one of the the major four, the original four, is going to die, and then later on, either that that one who had somebody important to them is going to go, or somebody else. Uh, within the four is going to go, but I don't think it's going to be Tony. Actually, I actually don't. I think that Tony is going to be the one that experiences all of his friends dying around him, like he feared he would. Yeah, that that's very possible. Or he will see that that's a possibility, and he will make the sacrifice play that he tried to make in the first one. Um, so so okay, I agree with you. I think someone important to the to the main four is going to die early. So let's talk about let's. I know we're here to talk about Agents of Shield, but let's just let's just <laughs> I like speculate. How we completely derailed this right yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's Infinity War. We're going to speculate on Infinity War. Sorry, guys. I don't think anyone's upset about this. Um, so it's going to be someone important to the main four. I agree. Uh, who who's it going to be? Um, first off, I think we have people that are other people on the team. Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye and Black Widow are both uh, at risk. Uh, actually, I don't think so because you see a lot of uh, a lot of Black Widow 
footage in Wakanda. But you don't see Hawkeye at all. You don't see Hawkeye at all. I'm just in going any of any I'm of just, anything. I'm just going over like who they would care about. Who who would be that driving force to push them into? Who's the Who's the Phil Coulson of this movie? <laughs> Um, um, and it's got to be someone bigger than Phil Coulson was. And I think if we talk about personal to each of them, you've got Pepper Potts. Um, Loki. <laughs> Loki, but Loki's tricky because they've, Thor's already lost so much in the last, in, in Thor Ragnarok. It kind of feels um, weird to have him lose someone else, you know, uh, right away anyway. Because he literally lost his Warriors 3 and his father. In the last movie, um, and I guess yeah. his sister. Um, so he's already like familyless. It'd be pretty crazy to have him lose Loki. But I agree, Loki's probably the the one that would go or Sif, maybe. But I feel like that would just be an extension of the Warriors Three, and we might not care as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not something that the audience would care about if it was Sif. But if it were, if it were to be Loki, like everybody would be up in arms. Yeah, I, I wonder about Banner. Uh, who 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 he could lose except for uh, Black Widow? Uh, it's the only one I can think of that would really cause him to, you know, have the same experience. Um, yeah. And then Cap. Who would Cap lose? His uh, Agent Thirteen, Agent Carter. Yeah, um, Sharon, Sharon Carter. We and talking about Iron Man, we didn't talk about Rhodey. Could lose Rhodey. Yeah. I think Rhodey's a pretty likely scenario, honestly. Um Well he already lost his he last movie he was in, he already like got crippled. So it'd be like it would it be adding like insult to injury to just kill him right away. <laughs> oh, I thought he was be. gonna at least have a chance to overcome his uh crippledness with Iron Man tech. I don't know. See, my money's on Loki only because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, like in the post credits, you see Sanctuary 2 show up right outside the Asgardian ship. Right. And, you know, you've got that footage of Loki holding up the Tesseract to somebody. Mm-hmm. We figure it's Thanos. Um, oh, yeah. I, I definitely think all that's going to happen. I think that, like, Loki's going to give the Tesseract to Thanos. Um, and I, I think he's going to get punished for not giving it up sooner, though. Possibly. Possibly. They did say, and I, I just rewatched Avengers 1. It's amazing how much Avengers 1 connects to what's going on right now. Uh, it's amazing how much they like seem to have this planned out. Because um, <clears throat> in, the, in one of the first scenes, uh, the, they say, if you, if you don't give us the Tesseract, there's, no one, there's nowhere in the universe you can hide from us. And so then I guess the ship uh, showing up, Sanctuary 2 showing up uh, at the end of... of, of um, Ragnarok was like the answer to that threat from like oh. 16 movies ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? He said there's no rock you can hide under, there's no crevice you can whatever like slink to where we can't find you if you don't get us the Tesseract. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch that now. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm trying to do a rewatch of the what I think of of the of the important to Infinity War movies, and I feel like Avengers One's the first one, and it's just so tied in. The very first scene um, is 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 that uh, that uh, the Herald talking to Thanos about yeah, about the other the stones. Yeah, the Tesseract <clears throat> has awakened. I don't think when they made Avengers One, they knew that they were going to put the scepter 
make the scepter the Mind Stone. You don't think so? I don't. Because the whole time they say the scepter is powered by the Tesseract. Everyone says it, including like just every single character talks about how the Tesseract is powered by the, um, or the, the scepter is powered by the Tesseract. <laughs> just like everything else hmm. seems to fit perfectly with all the other plans, but that one line doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Except that they're both powered by Infinity Stones and you could just chop it up to they were wrong. But Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is yeah. that. Because these people are are on Earth, and this is stuff that's way beyond them. They just don't know. They yeah. They like, they, they, they they're like it's the same power source, kind of looking. Some so sort of obviously synergy, they have to be the same thing. Some sort of similar energy is being used. So they're like, oh, it's Tesseract energy, but it's just another Infinity Wars energy uh, or Infinity Stones energy. So like that that that, that like it's a fine uh, it's a fine headcanon workaround. But it just seems like they didn't know. <laughs> it just yeah. seems like they didn't know. They're going to learn this week. They're going to learn. Well, they had learned in uh, Ultron, which I'm excited to watch. Um, Again. Yeah. I, I'm going I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm to watch this. I'm going to watch Avengers 1. Then I'm going to watch Civil War. And then I'm going to watch Ultron. Or vice versa. Sorry. Winter Soldier... <laughs> Ultron, then in, then Civil War, and then with probably Black Panther. I tried to one go of my, this morning, but I missed it. One of my coworkers asked me um, what, like, what movies he needed to watch in order to get caught up and ready for Infinity War. Yeah, and I was like, "You asked the correct person for this." <laughs> I can break <laughs> this down for you. I was like, "What's the last movie you've seen?" And he was like, "Uh," and I was like, "All right." <clears throat> Let's start at the beginning. You've seen Iron Man. <laughs> and like he's seen through like phase one. And I was like, alright, so you're gonna want to go back and rewatch Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna watch this one. And then this one's kind of important because of this, and then that was and like I had I wrote out a list for him of like these are the ones you need to see and why. And these are the ones that you need to probably rewatch. And these are also in the MCU but are not quite as important. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to watch Iron Man 3. Um, I disagree. No, I'm uh, <laughs> Iron Man 3 is not important to Infinity War, I don't think. Um, it's kind of important to his state of mind and who, who he is, but I think you get enough of that with Ultron and Civil yeah, War. Yeah. You really get a lot of him um, in, in the Avengers movies um, and in the Cap movie. Um, yeah, okay, so we should probably move on to uh, talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we spent like 15 minutes on this. I want to talk more about um, Avengers because it's tomorrow i'm seeing avengers infinity war tomorrow man yeah man me too i'm going at the thursday at seven showing with the family and then i've taken friday off of work <laughs> um i've got a nine o'clock or nine thirty uh microsoft exam scheduled but then i'm going at 11 a.m by myself to the theater to see it in 3d and then there's a vendor that has uh sent us a um an event request or an event invitation for like bring your family and, and your spouse or whatever to see Avengers Infinity War Friday at six. So I'm going to that as well for free concessions included and all that. Wow. That's awesome. I'm going to see it three times in two days. That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. I, I probably will see it again the coming week because it's just too, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've I've got a busy weekend of gigs, but um, they're mostly nighttime, so maybe I can catch a matinee. 
<laughs> yeah, um, my coworkers scheduled a uh, a tabletop type thing, like a tabletop gaming for the department day for Friday, and I was like, mm, sorry, you know how much I love tabletop gaming, but uh, it's Avengers Day, I can't do that. Yeah, ooh, played a played a good new tabletop game last night. Did you? Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. Oh yeah! It's like using the pandemic engine, which I love. My that's my favorite board game, and they, uh, it's it, but it's all Cthulhu based. Yeah, and uh, I I'm brand I we we lost really bad, um, but I'm I'm like you do in pandemic. Yeah, I mean I I don't in pandemic very often. I normally win pandemic, but uh, this one has a lot of wrinkles to it. Um, and but re- a lot of wrinkles, but not too many, so it's overloading. It's pretty. It's pretty much the pandemic engine with just a few little tweaks that make it feel a little different, and it's it's nice. Anyway, so Agents of Shield, two episodes <laughs> that we haven't seen. We're gonna do a quick talk about that. Um, what what do you think of these two episodes? I am I'm liking the direction that they're going, but I'm not seeing how they're gonna link up with the movies. But then again, I'm not sure that I I don't know. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of at a toss up on that because I want them to tie into the movies really bad because I want that interconnectivity. But then it seems like they're doing like a poor man's version of an invasion or an infinity war type situation. Yeah. Like, without spoilers, I guess. I'm going to be disappointed if... I'm going to be a little disappointed if the Confederacy is not somehow, like, a Thanos, you know. Like, he he, read, he led the Chitauri. We know he, like, led, like, Ronin. He, like, um, was in charge of Ronin there for a little while. Like He was in a loose alliance with Ronin. Right. But my, my point is, he could be in an alliance or have other armies at his disposal. And this um, confederacy could just be another one. They could be the ones that are like, who knows, like providing the transportation or something like the, the rings that that they're coming through, <laughs> or, you know, the, the big ring in the sky that looks like it's <laughs> transporting Thanos or something. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we, uh, we drive for Thanos, you know? Yeah. Makes we're sense. The drivers. <laughs> he needs someone with the technology to get him to earth. Fast, like maybe these, maybe Confederacy has that. I was just, I'm just throwing things out there because we know the Outriders are like seem to be like his army this time. Um, yeah, and the what's it called? His five disciples or whatever. Uh, the Black Order, right? The Black Order seems to be on his side, but there's it, nothing to say that he won't have other armies of aliens out there working on his side somehow. Yeah, yeah. The Black Order is supposed to be his generals. Um, so it's it stands to reason that uh, this Kovas guy could be, you know, one of their lieutenants. Right. Totally. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, it, it seems like they would be kind of forcing themselves into a um, into a, a a link with the movies at that point. Like, no, yeah, we we're part of that. Possibly, uh, and the, the Confederacy like, wants to take. The Confederacy wants to take Earth, it seems like, according to um, that uh, future blue guy, (laughs) Cassius. According to Cassius, the Confederacy wants to to own and run Earth. Um, And in the way that Thanos tried to take Earth last time, he said, he said, Loki, you get Earth, I get the universe. Um, Yeah. Which I'm so glad I just watched Avengers. It's really... 
really relating to this conversation. Um, (laughs) um, He said, you get Earth, I get the universe. So maybe he's doing something like that with one of his Black Order, or maybe with the Confederacy itself. Maybe he's like using someone to help him take this Infinity Stones so that he can, uh, and he's going to leave them in charge of Earth, you know? And maybe yeah. maybe this Confederacy is a servant of whoever whoever that is. He's he's just like I don't give a shit who gets Earth. I just want the universe. Yeah, all right? totally. Like whoever wants it. Uh, but I guess for now we need to focus on what we're seeing. Yes. So we've got you know episode seventeen. We got the honeymoon. We finally got. Daisy Johnson versus Ruby, daughter of Red Skull. Uh, I'm sorry, Ruby, Ruby Hale. Hale. And I mean, if we're if we're gonna go ahead and drop the spoiler alert, oh yeah, we can talk spoiler, about this. Full spoiler alert. Sorry. Okay. So spoiler alert. We're gonna talk about things. That's right. All right. So I felt the fight was a little bit anticlimactic. Hmm. You know. As much as Ruby built it up and and wanted it to be a big thing, and they seemed like they kind of wanted it to be a big thing for the show, it was like, once they finally got there, they were like, crap, we need to get through this real quick. Yeah. Well, I think we've, we've already had them fight before, and I thought that we had some pretty good fights for them. Um, I wasn't really... That's not really what I was looking for. I honestly thought cutting the fight short and having Yo-Yo kill her the way she did was... Oh no! I meant the fight in the snow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking we already talked about that, but that was last episode, wasn't it? I liked that <laughs> fight. I liked the fight in the snow. I liked it. It just felt like it was. It wasn't the big climactic thing that they were building it up to be. Hmm. And maybe that's maybe that's a a, a way to show how far Daisy has come, versus where Ruby thought that she was. You know, because Ruby's all like, I want to beat you. I want to be the best. But, like, you're obviously in a different class altogether. Right. <clears throat> and then Deke getting in the way. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody was just kind of in the way in that fight, it seemed like. Because <laughs> Hale's, <laughs> Hale's on her way. Like, we never really got a standoff between them when it was just them fighting, you know? We never really yeah. got an answer to the question who would really win. And then even <laughs> once they finally do square off in the next episode, um, she's been infused with Gravitonium, which gives her all this power that she apparently does not know how to control because she kills her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane and sad and gross and insane. Yeah, and I just I honestly thought she was going to kill him on purpose at some point. Yeah, she like she it felt a lot like she was using him to me. Yeah, me too. And she it didn't feel she like kept they looking were at honestly she in kept love. looking at the way that um Fitz and Simmons were interacting. It was like, "Oh, I want to have that feeling." And then she just kind of like tried to force it with him like, "Let's Let's do that. Yeah. You yeah. see how they they put their faces together and moved them around? Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> but only if you want to, because that's what makes it special. That's what makes it nice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, after after watching these past couple episodes, I uh, <laughs> went to the fruit basket that we have on the counter, mm-hmm. and I pulled out a lemon. And I went over to the lady and just kind of like set it down in front of her and walked away. 
<laughs> you, gotta totally leave it, you gotta leave it in her bunk. My bad. The, See, she'll she'll understand after that. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. And uh, as I was walking away, I heard her go. <sighs> I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I've exasperated her. <laughs> <laughs> I win. That's uh, uh, So what else? I mean, what else do we got? Because that's the that's the big overarching thing with yeah, this one. I feel like the... these two episodes had very little happen in, in in a way. I guess I don't know. The whole the whole second episode seemed was very focused on um General Talbot and his whole thing. And uh since nothing actually happened with that, it just seems like they just inserted that to kill an episode. <laughs> like like <laughs> it, nothing no, there were no consequences. Like this show's really good about um, very rarely does does a plot line happen that doesn't leave behind some sort of consequences, but that felt like they gave it as the twist at the end of the episode. Oh no, he's been programmed, and then nothing yeah. happened because of it. <laughs> at the end of the episode, they just like deprogram him, or or at least like they knock him out and are going to deprogram him, and no lasting effect was had. Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of feels like okay, well, we wasted an episode. Uh, it, it was fine. It was a good episode. I enjoyed watching uh, watching Talbot. Uh, I just I enjoyed that actor and and everything he did in the episode. His you, his you enjoyed craziness. watching Talbot comply. Yeah, I did. It was it was uh, it was creepy and fun, but uh, but now you know there's no real point. There was no real point to it. Is all I'm saying. Well. I kind of feel like um, there's these past couple episodes are showing us how far some of our characters are willing to go in certain directions. Because yeah. like before, Coulson would have never utilized the whole like "what's best is you comply" thing. Like he would have never done that. I think um, he would have just talked somebody down. I don't know. I think I I, I don't know that there. To me, there wasn't anything bad about that. I think he would have used that at any point. I think if he I, if he could I have cleverly so. gotten someone to comply and and done the right thing to to do the right thing to save somebody, like I think he would have done that at any point. That doesn't feel uncolson like to me. What does feel um, unlike our main characters is well, Fitz. Fitz. Fitz has made the decision that he's going to help Hale build this machine, even though it might destroy the world. Because he says he has no choice because it's um it's gonna but be you can't alter the timeline well no i don't I don't think that's that's why it's because he has to protect Simmons um he he says you know he he like she threatens Gemma and he says, well, I have no choice, I never did like um and i i don't I, he could choose not to do it, but he's not going to um he's gonna help. Because it's going to save Simmons. But what I didn't expect was that Simmons also helped. <laughs> um, yeah. And Simmons, like, just hap- she says, he says he never had a choice and she never did either. Like, they're, they're going to help to save each other's lives. I thought Simmons would be a little more strong and refuse to help because, uh, you know, the, the, the world is more important than the two of them. But it kind of seems like they're both okay with doing something horrible if it, uh, you know, if it if it saves if it saves the two of them, 
Yeah, if it saves a person they love. It, I felt that line, though, I never had a choice, like, or I don't have a choice, I never did. I felt that that was more just, I'm stuck in this loop and we can't get out of it. Or, you know, the the timeline can't be changed and this is just the way it is. Like, um, this is how we have to do it. Yeah, but that's not <clears throat> that's not how they've been making decisions up till now. I mean, yes, that is also true, and they can maybe find some comfort in that. Um, but they 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 they're like they're actively making a decision, um, to to do it, you know. And and like I don't think they're 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 not in con- the timeline's not controlling them in that moment. I think that moment was them admitting that they're gonna do something bad because it's what's best for the two of them, which yeah. is kind of villain behavior. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but... think I don't think they're in, the timeline's not in control of them. They can they can because in the past they've tried to change the timeline and it hasn't worked. That's one thing, but like just admitting defeat is a whole other thing because it protects the two of them. That's that's a different kind of uh, that's a different kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, when they got themselves into this situation with you know finding the base and whatnot. They they were going on the assumption of, we can't die. It's going to be fine. And then, like, all the big players start showing up, and they're like, shit. Uh, maybe we can. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to do what's best for keeping them around. So, um, yeah, I'll do the thing, I guess. Uh, and then, then Yo-Yo shows up. And she does a thing. Uh, yeah. Then Yo-Yo shows up, and she definitely does a thing. Uh, what do you think of Yo-Yo's decision? That's... That is a very good ethics question. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, when is it... As a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, when is it okay to kill like that? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're... You're getting revenge on her for cutting your arms off, but you've got robot arms now, so like it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. I honestly don't think Yo-Yo was getting revenge then. I think Yo-Yo. Was I mean, she tr- said outright, "Like I just saved the world." Yeah, she was trying to save the world, and she thinks she did it right. Uh, but but I like, mean, how far is too far? I don't know. I don't think that's too far. If you you got to slice someone's throat to save humanity. <laughs> it seems like a pretty good throat to slice. Like, yeah, like I, I, you know, I wouldn't go around slicing throats, but if it's the only way to save humanity, it's like the it's probably the call to make. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, but Daisy thought she could talk her down, which maybe she could, but maybe she couldn't. Uh, well, she thought that that Hale could talk her down, right? So well, she I mean, also she thought, thought she was redeemable, which I guess is is a whole different yeah. question. Is like. Uh, had 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 Ruby gone too far to be redeemed? Yeah, I mean it's it's that's the question: is how far is too far? Like how far is too far to go for saving the world, or how far is too far before being redeemable? Like that's that's the question this arc seems to be asking us. Yeah, I like and it. how far is too far for our characters to go down the dark path that they were in in the framework. I I tend to be a little more on uh, Yo-Yo's side on this one. 
um, because it seems like such a clear, it seemed like a clear decision. Now, I don't think it is. I think there's, there's more complicated, obviously, with her body rising. So what, what do you think it means that she, like, floated up the way she did? Like, she floats up and then uh, the energy disperses or whatever? Yeah, she does her little supernova thing. Do you think that was... You think that might have been the gravitonium leaving her, or possibly the consciousnesses that were in her leaving her? I don't know that it would be anything leaving her. I don't know. It's because like it stopped at at eight percent is where Tw- I it was the 12, machine got stopped. Thought, but no, it yeah. was eight percent is where it got stopped. Okay, and like it could be, yeah, because the the gravitonium sort of had a consciousness within it, you know? So Yeah, it definitely seems to have consciousness within it. And it was, you know, it traveled through the tube on its own, seemed to be, you know, controlled like that. Um, it, it might have been, because it was a particle infusion chamber, they might have got, they might have broken the gravitonium down into particles, and then those particles were just like, screw this host, and dispersed to maybe go find another host. Yeah, I guess that's my question. Is like those. I guess is there is there going to be a um, purpose to that 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 leaving her body? I guess that's my um, question. Is it is it just her like I don't know? Just was that her dying or was that the gravitonium like leaving to go do something else? I think that it was the gravitonium leaving to go do something else. Okay. Cause like we've already seen, you know, somebody dies and then gets their body gets resurrected sort of, and taken over by a, an external force, you know, with hive. So now we get to see just something, leave it and be like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what that, force leaving her body meant like it could be <laughs> i was thinking that it was going to start the apocalypse like that's what i was oh uh, like we, we, well we, this is the moment <laughs> yeah like i mean at some point someone breaks apart the world and i was thinking when she rose up like i was like oh no you caused it yo-yo you caused it you caused yeah. the thing you were trying to <laughs> you prevent the switch yo-yo damn it um but at this point i don't know how they have they stopped the destroyer of worlds is is the destroyer of worlds part of that energy that left her body? I just, I mean, there are four more episodes. Yeah, I just feel like this is all coinciding with Infinity War for a reason, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's completely unrelated to Infinity War, and it just happens to also involve an invading force from space. Ah, God the uh, the episode coming up this Friday is is named Option Two. Option two, interesting. Like option number two. Does that mean... Hmm. I don't know. Does that mean we're getting option two as in timeline two? As in they stopped it? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. It's it's hard to say. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm worried about is if the particle infusion chain... Or if the, you know, the particles disperse and they have a consciousness and they want to collect somewhere else in a, like a new host or something. Uh-huh. Um, what if they decide that Daisy is the one and then collect in her? Right. So then she's, she's got vibration and gravity. If she's option two. <laughs> what if she's option two? Yeah, man. She could be. Uh, so, yeah. 
All crazy. All crazy. I don't even know, man. <laughs> and then Hale disappears, and, you know, she goes to talk to the the Kovas guy, and he's like, do it. She's like, I've lost all remorse. Just kill them all. I don't have a daughter anymore. She's dead. <laughs> and that's what it felt like to me, at least. It was like the grieving mother kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yep. So where mm. do you think it goes from here? Where are we where are we going? What's our what's our speculation? Mm. Well, obviously something something's gonna happen and then <laughs> they're gonna react and oh. then okay. uh, a conclusion will be met. Okay. That's all very novel. <laughs> um, yep. yep. Very specific, uh, I like to think. Well, I think Hale has gone full Hydra anti-shield. Yeah, I think she's off the deep end at this point, because like, yeah. as much as Ruby was a pain in her ass, she was still her daughter. And she was the thing that was grounding her, to some degree. Um, it's, it's not going to be good that she doesn't have anything grounding her anymore. Yeah, it's like, uh, like Ruby said, you know, you're my weakness, Mom, and I'm yours. And if she freaking Ipon Sayanagi her right into the floor, she blow. Mm-hmm. That's a judo throw, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I was, I was just assuming it was a throw that you knew for some reason. Yeah. So I was like, yep, whatever the word you said was. She yep, did that. Yep. <laughs> she did a thing. Did do that. So she did do that. She's lost her, her weakness, so. I guess now she's hardened to the world and just like, screw it. Because, I mean, she already got passed over for being, you know, the the destroyer or whatever, working under Whitehall in her past. Mm-hmm. They were like, you will be the bearer. And, yeah, so now all of Hydra that she knows of is out. Like, what's gonna happen? Because <laughs> like, there's the there's that loose thread of the gravitonium energy yeah. being dispersed. Well, there's also then the there's... loose thread of the gravitonium itself still being there. I mean, they only use yeah, like the rest of it is right there, eight or twelve percent. I thought it was twelve. Uh, man, no, you know what? I'm getting twelve percent. <laughs> That's the credit that uh, Tony gives Pepper in Avengers. For the tower, <laughs> that's where the twelve percent I'm hearing is. Yeah, that's how much moment Pepper was having. Yeah, and you're having twelve percent of a moment. Yeah, yeah, super funny. So, yeah, there's the other ninety-two percent of the gravitonium just hanging out in a box. Yep. Like, does it gravitate? For lack of a better term, I feel gravitate like, towards somebody. I feel like we're going to have to get. More from Hall and uh, from from uh, from Hall and what's the other guy's name? Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Like that was just too much. Like too much lead up to them being in there to not really have an effect yet. You know. Oh, you know what's really funny about that is that scene where we see Reyna, like uncover the thing and then it absorbs Quinn. Yeah. That was a deleted scene that was shot for uh like the first season. That's awesome. We talked about whether that what what that was for, like how they did that. 
because um, I didn't think they would. It'd be hard to get Reyna back. She's like an Oscar winner now, or, yeah, <laughs> or Oscar whatever. Maybe not a winner. I can't remember. I think she did win. I can't remember for sure. Um, but yeah. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's neat. Very neat. Yeah, and they they didn't have to like, you know, figure out how she looked back then or how either of them looked back then. Yeah, because totally. you know that was like four or five years ago. Yeah, so yeah that's, a, that's a neat little thing there. Um, but yeah, we we definitely need to see what, like, how they're arguing and what they're arguing about. Um, well, they just hated each other to begin with. Like, you go, you 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 have your life end with someone inside of you, or like, then you get trapped with your worst enemy. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But like I just I want to see their argument because you know you get the flashes in, uh, in Creel's head of like how they're arguing, but like I, I don't want to see the flashes. I just want to see what they're arguing about. I think like we whether or not could probably go back to that first episode and find out. <laughs> like maybe for, like I think that was I think that's the point of that whole thing is that. They're just still arguing of that argument. They're still having the same argument about experimentation without consequence, and Ian Quinn wanting to, like, you know, push the science oh, too yeah. far or whatever. That is a that is a line that was said: experimentation without consequence. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> uh, so I think that's still like I think they're still just having the same argument they were when they were alive, or they, I guess they still are alive, just crushed down in the gravitonium, which is. Strange. <laughs> well, the way that the way that Creel, or the way that it was described, I guess, is that their consciousness was absorbed by the gravitonium, not like they're smashed in there. Although them being smashed in there would make a lot of sense with it being, you know, gravitonium and controlling gravity. Yeah, well, I normally round up our feedback, uh, but I was too scared to look at the feedback because. I was scared of Infinity War spoilers because people have already seen it. Uh, but Jeff has braved the spoiler waters. And uh, what do you what do you think of yeah, there? I'm, what do you think of there, I'm Jeff? I'm wading into it now. So we've got, let's see. Trent says to us uh, on Twitter, Adam's Ucast, Evil League of Evil? Hashtag Ruby is totally sin. Hashtag AOS, love it. Yeah. I don't know that she's sin now, but yeah. Evil League of Evil was a really good call out. Really good uh, Whedon verse call out from Phil Coulson there. Yeah. Let's see. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, "Agents of Shield honeymoon finally." May professes her love for Coulson. Yeah. And then oh, we didn't a, even uh, talk about that. That's a great yeah. Wait, a Drax yeah there. <laughs> <laughs> That's way yeah. I'm glad they wrote that in because we didn't even touch on it. I loved their the way they said "I love you" to each other was just so them. Uh, and, and I mean, it's, Coulson hasn't even said it back yet. I don't think, but. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but that was just so very May, the way that she said "I love you." <laughs> yep, she's like <laughs> that, that whole. There's people that love you, like me. Now shut up, get in there. Me. And he's like, wait, wait, whoa. Was that just? Was that how you do that, May? <laughs> that's just how May. That's how May do. That's, that's how, how the May, May do. do. Um, yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith also said about honeymoon. Uh, Yo-Yo versus Modok, great fight. That was actually a pretty awesome fight, I thought. Just, uh, you've got the person who thinks that they can't die because mm-hmm. of the timeline. 
but her arms are messed up. <laughs> and she thinks that she can't die, but she's going up against a guy who, like, literally killing this body will not make any difference at all. Yeah. But so, it, or will it? Uh, it I mean, it, I thought it was it, strange that he was in control of the, uh, the the robots because I felt like his brain, wherever it is, his actual brain would be in control of all of it. Yeah, including the body that she killed. Was that the last we'll see of that Modok? Because he, you know, that that's it. Like like that was the last good LMD they could make of him. I don't know. I don't think so. Because, like, his head is somewhere else. And Hale has his head from from the sound of it. Um, yeah, but they said the reason they hadn't made another uh, another good version of him or whatever, the reason they had all these ones in masks, is the uh, the production budget didn't allow for all those... Oh, no, I'm sorry. They said it was because they lost the technology uh, when they when they killed Ada. <laughs> Hmm. It was a clever. Yeah, they lost. They lost the production or the production budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a clever reason for them not to bring back all those copies of the dude and just have the dude on screen. They're like, give them all masks instead of having the, the same actor play all of them. Um, they're like, yeah. that was hard work. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard work on him. That was hard work on the special effects guys. Like, let's just kind of ease our way into this season <laughs> yeah just give them all masks just make them all like dressed like shield agents <laughs> maybe maybe so i don't know i think we'll see we'll probably see him again he's probably got other lmds that are just kind of like on ice stored somewhere like oh well i lost one of my good ones gotta spin up another one maybe Let's see. Uh, Sherman Smith also said about Honeymoon, looks like Talbot is going through some Winter Soldier brainwashing. I don't know about going through, but definitely has gone through. It seems like it's not Winter Soldier level of brainwashing because they didn't have to speak Russian to activate him. Yeah, I guess so. They didn't have a whole, like, yeah, this is more like Whitehall, Whitehall brainwashing where you just have to comply. Yeah. You, you don't have to... It's updated. They've updated it since Winter Soldier. You don't have to have a Russian train car at the end. You just need to comply. Yeah. It's best that you comply. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Trent over on Twitter says, Adam cast after a rewatch of Doctor Strange and AOS, uh, they're referring to... Or, I'm sorry. After a rewatch of Doctor Strange, comma, <laughs> In Hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're referring to Daisy slash Ruby as Destroyer of Worlds. Wasn't Dormammu given that title already? Hashtag Overlap. Uh, series of hashtags Infinity War, Avengers, Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, Ruby, Asin. Lots of hashtags. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess you can have more than one Destroyer of Worlds. I think, like, uh, they're being a little hyperbolic when they call... Uh, her destroyer of worlds, I think, because they're trying—they're literally trying to scare uh, the Confederacy. Like that's the whole point of the destroyer of worlds is to have like a weapon that can scare off the Confederacy from taking over Earth. Yeah, 
Like, we've got the destroyer. You don't want to come here. Yeah, but uh, was, but but Dormammu was actually a destroyer for <laughs> Like that's uh, the you know they're, they're they're they run in different circles. Yeah, and I mean even if even if it is Daisy that quakes the world apart, she's still only destroyer of one world. Yeah, she's not destroyer so, of multiple worlds. Yeah, you can't tag the S on there just because you want to. I mean, you could you could call like Galactus a destroyer of worlds, but he's more of like a consumer of worlds, you know. Yeah, he's all kinds of, He's like Pac Man, you know. He's Om Nom Nom Nom. <laughs> <laughs> he's from the planet. He's from the planet Om Nom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which he ate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, uh, Shea Foley said to us on Facebook, "Just paused in your S five E sixteen podcast because you got me thinking about what the hell happens to Deke." if and when they save the world. And what happens to the other reality that he comes from in that case? I'd love to see them do Futurama-style time paradox solutions. But now it's time for everyone's favorite game, Rampant Speculation! Ooh, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, if they can change the future, is it going to be like a Back to the Future thing where they just like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> like, we change the future, it's just good. It's just a good thing, and... We don't have to worry about the repercussions of the fact that we just created a, a second universe and that the other universe, if, if Deke exists, that means that other universe probably still exists and those people are still in trouble. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I think that's why they left that universe in a place uh, of not trouble. Like they killed Cassius and they left um, the rock kid, whatever his name is, putting the world back together because they wanted to leave that universe in a hopeful place. Because I think Rock. the idea is going to be that universe still does exist. Flint. Flint was his name. That's right. The Rock Kid. The Rock Kid. <laughs> you got me thinking it's like a smaller version of, of Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, the, the Rock Kid. The, the, yeah. the kid who looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, except not at all. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, that's a great, it's a great question. I'm wondering if they will tackle it. And if they do... Have some, I don't know what the future how Futurama deals with that. I've never, I've never watched all of Futurama, uh, but it would be interesting if they do change something and then they have to deal with the time paradoxes, and that could be interesting. But they only have four episodes, and I feel like diverting one to, and it may be the final episodes ever. So I feel like diverting one to dealing with time paradoxes seems like a bad call, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm always up for time travel problems. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're they're your favorite movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that and hitman romantic comedies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> God, what a throwback, man! <laughs> I'm just I'm just remembering that. Uh, <laughs> it's, you're like, what a throwback! You said that so many episodes ago, and I'm like, that's just because it's true. <laughs> it's, it's not a throwback. It's just my life. I like. Hitman romantic comedies. They've they've got a new one on um, a new TV series, Hitman romantic comedy that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's big, called Barry. Have you heard about this? I haven't. It's Bill Hader, who is not a hitman type. He's like a yeah. comedy guy. Oh. Uh, Bill Hader, uh, but he's playing a hitman who comes to L.A. for a hit, like to do a hit. And he follows a guy he's supposed to be killing into a acting class, and he develops a passion for acting. 
<laughs> and so the show is about him like trying to quit his trying to become an actor. It's like the classic actor story where he's trying to quit his day job, but his day job is being a hitman. Oh god, that's amazing. It's really good. It's really good. It's got some it's really good actors story. in it. Um Bill Hader being the chief among them. Uh it's super, super funny. But it's on HBO. Just started it's like in its seventh or eighth episode now. Hey, speaking of acting ability, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, quick non-spoiler comments on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 17. The actress who plays Ruby redeemed herself in this episode. She can actually act, contrary to my original observation. This episode was excellent, and I'm really curious how they're going to dovetail this with Infinity War. Cool. Yeah, she actually had a face that wasn't scoffing or annoyed. It was, like, (laughs) legit crying and upset. Yeah. If only to kind of lull her mom into a false sense of security. Mm. Yeah, I, I, she never bothered me. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not like an acting aficionado, really, but uh, she never... She wasn't bad enough that it bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sherman Smith, uh, I guess he watched the uh, the next one. Because he said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all roads lead. Damn! Ruby the Head Shrinker. That's normally not what I see when people refer to a head shrink. Ruby the Head Shrinker? Like... When she crushed... Oh, yeah, that was Strucker's gross. Sorry. noggin. Without meaning to. Right. That was gross. More, yeah. more like a head imploder. A head crusher. The crusher of heads. Destroyer of worlds. Whatever. <laughs> right now she's just the crusher of heads Well right now she's the crusher of dead Yeah That she is She's <laughs> crushing it That will be speaking a of, thing Speaking of Sherman said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all roads lead Yes go yo yo Had to be done Yeah And I'm just not so sure I, I'm with him I, I'm totally with him <laughs> I may, it may like turn out that it was the wrong thing to do, but definitely seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe yeah, not yeah. the right in like some Captain America sense of right and wrong, but like uh, in the we're dirty down and dirty Shield agents things. Sometimes you got to do the do the do the thing you got to do. Like it seems it seems pretty uh, reasonable. <laughs> Her actions seem reasonable. Maybe we'll we'll talk more when uh, you know, the superhero ethics podcast writes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, superhero ethics. We need to know uh, what because we can't figure it out on our own. What was the, the ethics of killing killing Ruby? If you think she's about to destroy the world, yeah. Mm. I, th- I so, just think there's not even a call there. Like it just seems obviously like the right thing to do, and maybe that's <laughs> you know, maybe that's my own failing. <laughs> Maybe I'm terrible. Maybe I'm a bad person. Yeah, it's very possible. I fully admit it. <laughs> fully admit it's a possibility. That's funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Jordan Olson says, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 17, feedback spoilers. When Yo-Yo is fighting Modok and he says, I've died dozens of times. No second chances for you. To me, that says that he's really terrible at staying alive. Like, that's just like someone <laughs> saying, I'm an expert at marriage. I've been married seven times. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of depressing, you know, having died dozens of times. Like, dude, like you figure you would be able to like get out of something. Yeah, uh, it is kind of weird that he. I mean, he. He's like, the truth is, he just goes into lots of dangerous situations because he's, you know, out there trying the superior to man be the superior man. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but it does seem. Not not like a great thing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you want to fight me? Well, I've lost lots of fights. Here we go. <laughs> this one will be no different. <laughs> Wait a minute. Even if you beat me, I'm still not beaten because I believe in myself. <laughs> like what, Modok? Please stop. Yeah. I like that we're we're already just calling him Modok, even though. Like at they no point that, has he said that he's Modoc. Well, he just said it one time. He said the he said the acronym one time. Well, he right that sort what he did? of said the acronym. He said designed only for killing. Oh, okay, so yeah, what's his actual name? <laughs> Anton Ivanov. That's right, Ivanov. Good old Modoc. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Uh, so that's really it for the feedback. Um, it wasn't that dangerous, Matt. What wasn't that dangerous? It wasn't that dangerous. Like there wasn't that much in the way of uh, spoiler stuff. No, you're right. Well, I mean, I didn't see. You may have seen a great spoiler that you just didn't tell me about, and I appreciate it. I'm gonna believe there was a spoiler in there so egregious that you won't yeah. even bring it up. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm. I'm. I have to live with this pain now. I know, I know. And I, st- I steered clear. Oh, wait, here, oh, sorry, sorry. What? Don't say got the spoiler, an... don't say the no, spoiler. No, we have an email, we have We an gotta email. go. <laughs> we have an email about season five, episode 17. It's probably a horrible spoiler. Uh, let's see, Eric in China says, hey guys, I'm glad you're back. In this last episode, I could not stop laughing at Stone Deke. It was so nice to have that little bit of levity in the middle of an otherwise serious episode. I want that Deke all the time. I'm hoping that Deke almost dying is going to be enough for Simmons to stop the self-destructive behavior and bring her back to a more reasonable person. I was a little bit disappointed when Ruby did not kill Hale. I see Hale as a somewhat reasonable person who, for Ruby to continue her downward spiral into madness, needs to be gone. And I don't think that just locking her in her room is enough. Thanks for all the good work, Eric and China. As very interesting. Uh, I totally agree with him on all of that. Except now that we've seen the next episode, we're realizing it's the opposite. Well, it's I, the, I think that they both have that kind of like, you're keeping me, like we're keeping each other from delving into madness. Yeah, And totally. one of them's gone, the other one spirals. Totally, totally, totally. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Um, but it's, it's interesting that, uh, that that's, where, that's where we are or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I'm, I don't know if I'm excited... I'm just really excited right now, and I'm not sure which I'm more excited about, like how this, these last four episodes of the season are going to play out, or Infinity War. No, I'm more excited about Infinity War, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I am. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Matt. Yeah. <sighs> Soon, you will know what it's like to lose. Soon. Yeah, pretty excited. I'm I'm kind of over the moon excited. I just yeah. can't 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 tell you enough how excited I, can't I am. Focus. 
Oh, I almost told you earlier. I had a friend call telling me about they were going to watch. Uh, they were they were starting their rewatch of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, so they could uh, they were going to spend the next spend this all this time from this morning till tomorrow watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I was like, uh, you realize you don't have enough time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like a 36 hour watch to watch all the movies. <laughs> And uh, uh, thirty-one, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I was like, maybe if you don't sleep at all, you might get close, but you're probably got to pick and choose <laughs> at this point. Yep, that's funny. Yep, you don't have time. There's so many movies. You give it two days, and you don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> so you crazy. need to plan better, friend. Yeah, I was like, aren't you gonna watch all of Agents of Shield too? <laughs> she was like. No, I don't have time for all of that. It's like, I know. I know, I know you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, super fun. All right. Well, that's that's all I got to say for me. You yeah. Anything else you want to say there, Jeff Randall? No, I'm just way too excited. I can't, I can't keep it in. Me too. Me too. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we'll be back with you on uh, probably late Thursday night with a uh, with our first impressions of this uh historic movie um super super pumped um we'll, we'll be back uh we are the marvel cinematic universe podcast hit us up at mcucast.com at mcucast on twitter facebook.com slash mcucast mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573-CAST-MCU um uh if you want to uh support the show we have a, a couple new patrons um and we appreciate all you guys who have been uh who have been patroning lately um Every everybody who's patronizing, we really really appreciate it. But uh, but I, I know we got at least one new one this week. Let's see, what is his name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan pledged two dollars. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Um, and I, I don't know if we mentioned it before, uh, but Ashley also pledged a dollar, and we appreciate you, Ashley. Um, and Trent the week before that. So really really appreciate all you guys pledging. Um, uh, really really awesome. Uh, really helps us uh, keep, keep the show going. And it's hope, hopefully we're going to be able to uh, really upgrade and keep bringing you more and more quality stuff. So thank you so much. Um, we'll be back with you, uh, t- I guess tomorrow. With yeah, with with yeah. T- t- tomorrow, Late man. Tomorrow. It's Late tomorrow. Tomorrow, but tomorrow all the same. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Infinity War. Tomorrow. It's only a uh, day away. <laughs> Yes. All right. <laughs> um, guys, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Go see- Until next time, true believers. Go see Infinity War. Woo!